The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the lines and available odds, of course, at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. North Carolina listeners, don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. of the world's team on the Blogging Boys Network in partnership with SB Nation. My name is Meg Murray, and I am joined by Paul Stewart. How's it going over there, Paul? Not too bad, not too bad. It is clammy as anything back in Scotland, and I'm struggling to sleep, so bear with me because I am, literally, my eyeballs are gouging right now. (laughs) (laughs) What? Is it, like, hot over there? Is that what you're saying? It's very humid right now. Like, it's, like... We're, we're getting that little bit of sunshine and a little bit of heat, but within the next 12 hours, it's been raining. And that with that, it's like really warm air that you cannot sleep. It's like you're breathing in warm air. It's just horrible. Ugh. Yeah. If, the 100 degree weather over here was bad. <laughs> no, I'd rather be in the more dry heat with an air con rather than being here. It's rough, man. Um it's a hundred degrees yesterday. I was sitting outside and I was like, I think we got about 30 minutes in and I was like, I cannot be out here any longer. Like I have got to go somewhere else. Like get me out of here. I'll literally be like, ah, just getting all my suntan lotion open. No, I'll I'll be screaming to the sun. I was like, do your worst. (laughs) I, Hey, you switch places with me any day. (laughs) Um, so what did you guys, or what did you guys talk about last week? I had to miss, unfortunately, and you took over. Yeah. So, uh, we heard our Lauren come onto the show. We were kind of oh, just, Lauren. yeah. So, uh, we did say to him next time, uh, we'll definitely get him on board when, when you're on as well. So, yeah, that'd be fun. So God, what did we talk about actually? Um, bear with me. Um, I'm trying <laughs> to recap. Yeah. So we talked about, uh, McCarthy getting hit with a fine, I talked about the comments that Zeke uh, and McCarthy's comments on Ezekiel earlier haven't been in the best condition of his life. And we also talked about uh, Jerry's deflection on the Jimmy Johnson situation, which was uh, RJ's article. Um, so, yes. so we covered quite a bit in that and just kind of went full on discussion about that. And uh, Nate Newton also being straight into the, the BCF Hall of Fame. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, so, we talked about last week. <laughs> Yeah, so so we might we might do a, a nice wee bit of coverage. Uh, it's like not main headlines news, but it's nice to kind of cover on it and kind of show a lot of nice bit of appreciation because uh, 
everyone loves by Nate Newton and stuff like that. So, yeah. yeah, so that was really nice to see that he's been enshrined into the, the BCF Hall of Fame and that. And, uh, but yeah, it's, uh, it was a good episode, but you were sorely missed, my dear. <laughs> well, I'm glad to be back. Um, all and right. saying that, and saying that, how was the Rapids? Oh, the Rapids. Uh, I, I was... Uh, oh, oh, Lazy River, sorry. <laughs> uh, I went floating uh, on the river, and it was lovely. It was very hot, but being in the river kind of cooled us off a bit. Um, it was very relaxing. We were we went twice. We were out there for quite a while. Got lots of sun, so... Oh, yeah. I'm pr- pro- a proper jealous right now. <laughs> I needed a little vacay from uh, from Dallas, so it was perfect. Well, that that being said, in August, and this is more of a heads up for yourself and for the listeners. Listen, I'll be I will be coming in for one of the episodes, but I'll be broadcasting from Greece. So I was gonna say, where are you going? Yeah, so I'll be I'll be I'll be taking my microphone, my laptop with me, and I'll be. But so rather than being six hours difference, it'll be eight hours difference. So we'll need to kind of figure out how we're going to work out the logistics of this. So make it work. I can, we can uh, do it before you go have like a lovely dinner or something. Oh, <laughs> where in Greece are you going? Um, the Thessaloniki, I find, I find that's how you pronounce it, but it's where Mount Olympus is. Oh. The, the, so I'm going there for a wedding. My friend from high school is getting married. So his, his fiance is from Greece. They've got a kid together. And uh, yeah, I'm going there for a week. Then once after that, it's just a couple of months. Then I'll be back in Dallas for December. Dude, th- this year is flying by. Um, it, it's, it literally feels like last month was November. It was like Literally, I feel like I was having that conversation with you back in New Orleans and stuff. Like that. It, it, I, I just, jangly, I do not remember. February, I do not remember, et cetera, et cetera. The only month I kind of vaguely remember is obviously my birthday, which is this month. So I'm just yeah. like, uh, but yeah, I'm just like everything else prior to that, before that in Dallas. It's just like, time is just swept by. It's crazy. It really is. And like before we know it, we'll be in training camp and then the season's starting. So I, I thought you were going to say something else. I thought before you know it, we're going to be walking about in summer frames and wheelchairs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, okay. So there's a few things I wanted to pick your brain about. Awesome. Um, so it came out that the, you know, the Cowboys were the most penalized team last year. Um, you know, a badge of honor on all of us. <laughs> yeah, go team. <laughs> yeah. So they, uh, I guess they decided to do something about it. So along with, you know, the normal crews out there, they uh, have beefed up their officiating crews and they're throwing flags at practice. Yep. Uh, which I am 100% all on board for that. Like get different referees in. They might see things differently. They might see a holding call a bit more differently. They may be a bit more harsh. They might be a bit more critique. But as long as it gets the message to uh, like, so our offensive line to stop making these errors, I am 100% on board with that. Because um, Mike and uh, Graham and that, we were kind of talking about that on Thursday on the UK Cowboys show. And yeah, and 
every single one of us unanimously was in favor of this. Like this, it can only be a positive. So yeah, I, I'm feel, like, if, if it stops us from making these crucial mistakes, like, like, especially when it comes to a big play, like you, you've just thrown a 40 yard pass down, like to like said Gallup or down to Lamb and stuff. And the next thing you know, you're getting called back 10 yards for a holding call. It's, it can be so, um, frustrating and yeah. that seems and that seemed to be the most like we were making these great plays but we just weren't putting points on the board because we were just making these silly novice mistakes from holding goals for primarily or jumping offside yeah it, i mean it it's hard to get into any sort of rhythm when you are just constantly shooting yourself in the foot yeah you know? absolutely um, so I mean, I love to hear that they're doing this. Like, I'm surprised this is the first time I've heard of something like this um, being done at practices. I'd love to know whose idea it was. (laughs) I mean, I think the reason why not many teams tend to do it as often because obviously they need to pay out their own pocket for these officials to come over and stuff like that. They they think it's more expenses and stuff like that. But Gary can uh, handle that. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, when you've got all the money in the world, pretty much essentially one of the richest men in the world out there pretty much i'm sure a couple of hundred thousand dollars for like a couple of weeks for a couple extra officials is not going to do any harm at all if not it's going to benefit the team so much beneficially yeah i mean something has to be done it was like there was three like games where it absolutely decided the outcome for us and Mm. obviously not in our favor vegas sticks out um, yeah, yeah. San Francisco. So, <laughs> yeah, San Francisco, and but in, in fairness, that was I would say it's still one of our best games as the offensive line, but especially from one person in particular, and that was Tyre Biadish. That was probably one of his best games in the Cowboys jersey, and I thought he was going to be the weakest link, but <laughs> the rest of the rest of the line just kind of like fell apart during that game. But yeah, but in terms of the the Raiders game. That was probably one of the, like, don't get me wrong, it was great being there like, in person, get to see, hang about with yourself and that, but the actual game itself, it was just so frustrating. So frustrating, like, because we were, we were moving the ball well during that game. I thought, like, despite the, like, Schultz was now really playing that game, we had to rely on Sean McEwen in that game. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, I'm, I'm trying to remember, there was, there was one other injury that was fundamental for us, uh, on our offense, I can't remember who it was, but um, but, it's, but we still managed to keep the ball moving. But again, penalties killed us, absolutely killed us. Yeah, I mean, it's it'll be interesting to see like how this ends up like affecting them. I hope you know. I would love to not be the most penalized team. Maybe you know. The fifth most penalized. <laughs> if we can get Anything into the, better like, than dead last. <laughs> yeah, like if if we're still penalized and we want to try and make sure we're going nowhere at the halfway point, we want to be in yeah. the lower half of the NFL. We don't want to be in that top half. What, regardless. Yeah, like, I think that's going to be the the telltale sign if this worked or not. Yeah, I think that should be the target. Like for the offensive line is to try and like get outside of the top 10 most penalized like even that would be a win 
at least it shows there's progression within the coaching as well. And that's been one of the big uh, criticisms has been Joe Philbin, uh, how he's been coaching the offensive line. Yeah. But like, so it'd be very interesting to see what he does this season, what approach he's going to take on and, and see um, if we're going to reap the benefits of having these extra officials coming on board. So do you feel like you're going to have your eyes on like the O-line um, as far as, you know, penalties go? O-line and defensive line, that's my bread and butter. Like, I mean, <laughs> don't don't get me wrong. I get really excited when we score a touchdown or we get a, uh, an interception or like, but, but when it's a sack or from the defensive line or a tackle for loss from the defensive line, but if it's from the offensive line, if we can actually put defensive linemen push back 10 yards behind the uh, the line of scrimmage, put them in the, put them on their backsides, pancake them and whatever. That makes me happy. Like, and also just making crucial blocks. Like that, that's just, it's just a sweet science of how you play that position. And people just think, oh, you just need to be big and strong and whatever. And that is no, it's far beyond that. Like any offensive lineman out there who plays will tell you a whole different thing. It's like they just think that from for, for someone that doesn't normally watch football, they just think it's just guys that's just standing there and making the blocks, just think just be big and tough. No, it's completely different. You need to be athletic, strong, have a really clear mind of what your assignment is, who you're blocking, where to position yourself for that block, everything. And like how long do you need to let go? And depends on what the type of play is. Do you might need to move up to the backfield, uh, move on to the linebackers, block them for if it's the running, uh, if you're running the ball. There's so many different factors that you need to put a process when you're being an offensive lineman. Oh yeah, uh, I always uh, look to you for that because I mean I can catch the big picture, but I think the 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 micro level is like where. Uh, where you thrive, so. <laughs> oh man, it's. I mean, even though I, I I was nowhere playing the level of like some of these guys played, like, but it it gives you a taster of what could be a pro level. Like, I mean, I only played like amateur level, like here in the UK, and we actually had some college teams from Division Three to come over and play us over the years, and these guys may have been like, even though I was I was bigger. Could, I, could, I, I was definitely more physically stronger than their offensive linemen guys, but their technique was the big difference. They were in the right position. They were like, sink their hips low. They know where I was going and just locked me out when I was playing defensive line at the time. And, and that to me, it just shows you it's all down to how they're being coached, all these type of factors as well. And, it, and this was from a division three team. Now, when you take that into perspective, Division Two much better coaching, much more better uh, facilities to work on these things than even Division One college teams. But then you go to the pros when you've got everything available for you: the weight room, the, the physiotherapy. You've got everything there due to be the best of the best. And that, to, for me, playing at the lowest levels to think what it could be like in the pros, it's just so it, it blows my mind, like. Yeah. And this is where this is what really frustrates me. It's like, how can in the pro levels you could be making so many mistakes like this? Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the must not take yourself too seriously and six one since that matters. And 
What do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Exactly. It's uh, it's honestly unacceptable. So, And I know we have both been pretty harsh critics of... Um, Philbin. So, you know, Hey, whatever you have to do to stop making crappy mistakes like that, that cost us games. Um, I'm here for it. Absolutely. Um, but also something I found interesting this week is, uh, I feel like I, I keep hearing about PFF, like, oh. <laughs> on, like you know, every single, you know, corner of this team um but this week um they said that kellen moore has one of the least unique offensive schemes in the nfl least least unique (laughs) yes now i mean that's not you don't have to be unique to be successful but you know as someone who is lauded as um like a great offensive mind that was coming up with all these unique ways to get the ball out of Dak's hand. Um, yeah. Didn't they not post an art like infographic of all of the top three offensive coordinate, like offensive minds. And number one was obviously Andy Reid. Number two was Kellen Moore, but, and everyone's kind of saying, it, it kind of, like, I don't like, like PFF does provide some good stats on certain things that you yeah. may be interested in, but the general consensus is it's like, it's not consistent. They say one thing, then the next day they say they're completely over and contradicts themselves. Yeah. So I don't, personally for me, I don't, I try not to rely on PFF at all. I try and make my own assumption on things. Like, like I, cause I like to see things for like myself and gain my own, like, okay. Like, you, you know what I mean? But yeah, it's PFF is just that. I don't incomplete. know. You might have kind of a point after, you know, this last showing. I yeah, think I, I get that. I get that. That's creative this, this last year. So, you know what? If this can be some bulletin board material for him to get, get weird. I mean, I, with that. <laughs> I mean, I get that. I mean, I, I know Kellen is a creative guy that, that, that without a shadow of a doubt. Yeah. But. But if the players on the field are not executing the simplest plays, then why move on to the more creative ones that they cannot execute the more simple ones? That's the way I kind of interpret it. Because he'll be like, ah, it's like, okay, we can't do any of these special plays until you guys get the basics done right. And that seems like, even though we might have been the highest scoring offense or one of these highest scoring offenses in the NFL, but it was still frustrating to watch our offense, even though we were putting points on the board, even though, but it could have been so much better. It could have been like with all the tools that we had and everything that was in place, 
it could have been one of the most recognizable. It could have been one yep. of the most rec- recognizable offenses in NFL era. It could have been, but sadly, it didn't. Yeah, I think. I mean, you're right. There's a lot of factors that go into that. I think we've kind of, you know, touched on that a bit. You know, Dak was definitely not 100. percent Although he was saying that he was, um, he's late. Obviously, later backtracked on that. Um, yeah, we're, we're now getting the reports of that now that uh, Dak's looking in great shape and yeah. stuff like that. And, and this kind of goes back to Mike McCarthy's comments about Zeke saying it looks like he's in the best shape of his life. And again, I just, I'm not at that point now, and I don't know how you feel about this. It's like, I do not want to be suckered into these headlines. I don't want to be sold on these empty promises. Uh, like, here's the, the thing though I they do love to they do love to talk and like to draw us back in they love to sell us a can of goods about how you know Dorn Armstrong is going to be better than Randy Gregory and whatever um and they can say that till they're blue in the face but I don't think they've I don't think I've ever heard so many headlines about um about the guys like taking like the next steps in their like in their fitness and you know being in the best shape of their lives like i haven't heard we haven't heard that so well we have heard that about uh, demarcus lawrence and oh, yeah. he like like he looks in great condition right now like i have to admit he's definitely trimmed down like there, there could be a lot of benefit uh, for him losing the weights because mm-hmm. It could be the fact that he doesn't want to get as many injuries. That's definitely something that our uh, our very good friend Dave Hellerman spoke about. Uh, he he spoke he spoke that to Mike on UK Cowboys about that and saying, well, one of the big reasons for maybe losing the weight is to prevent these injuries a lot more, be a little more lighter on your feet, but yeah. you still have still have that power. So, um, yeah, I mean, it's sorry, I don't even know where I was going with that in the end there. Yeah, I mean, I was just. <laughs> just kind of saying, you know, that it's kind of one of the first off seasons where that has been, it seems that that has been a focus. So I don't, I don't love to like read too much into, um, you know, what they try to sell me, um, about, we love our guys trademark, but, um, it, it does make me feel a lot better, um, about, you know, just the state of the team, if they are all, you know, taking this super seriously and then they're in the best shape of their lives. Like, I don't think that they're, I don't think they're lying to me when they say that. Cause you can like visibly see like how trim these guys have gotten um, yeah. and like, and how strong they look. So that, that I will listen to. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Absolutely. Yeah. But uh, it remains to see if uh, Kellen's mind is in the, in the best shape of its life. So <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I think that this, I think for this season, he's going to have a lot more pressure. Um, yeah, it'd be interesting to see as well. Um, but yeah, I mean, I still have faith in Kellen more. I do have faith in him. Mm-hmm. Like there has been moments where he's he has brought up some stroke of genius plays out there, out the blue. But again, it kind of goes back down to the consistency. And again, it could be more down to the actual players not executing what they should be doing and just go back to try and execute the base play mm-hmm. more than anything. So if they can start executing more well as a team, but then again, this kind of goes back to the whole narratives. Like if that's us like executing badly 
and we still became one of the top offenses in the NFL last season. Just imagine when we actually are executing 100%. Yeah. That's, that's scary to think. Like, yeah. And like we, we gave this line so many times last year. It was like, well, they could go to this guy or they could go to this guy. I, I mean, even with Coop gone, you can still say like, you do have that weapon. You can like go to CD. You can hit up Gallup. You can hit Tony, hit Zeke. You can be dynamic. So it'll just be um, a matter of, you know, Dak staying at 100% and mm-hmm. um, getting his confidence back and uh, and Kellen being able to put his foot on the gas. So we'll see how all that shapes up. Yeah. I'm just kind of wondering, like, so just a wee different topic here, right? So you know how the New Orleans Saints posted on social media about the alternative helmet they posted <laughs> up? Like they're bringing out the, the, the all black helmet. Yeah. So now the Patriots are coming out. They're having the all white helmet, that white helmet with the old logo on it. Like I would love to see Dallas have a different variation, like the all white helmet with the blue star rather than the silver helmet. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. just like I, I loved it. Like, because I love to have that, that, that alternate. Like, see, like the color rush jerseys that we had. Can you imagine that if that helmet was all white? That would look so sick. You didn't like, uh, like the the red stripe they put on last year? That was different. <laughs> I liked it, but I, uh, yeah, I, I know you know what I mean. One of those things—they're just so—they're so steeped in tradition, and um, which is a good thing. But when it comes to you know getting getting fancy, getting like something cool, it's just not their mo. Yeah, I mean, what did that? Kind of did that with the, the color rush jerseys. That was like really nice. But yeah. I, I was one of the first people to, I, I, when I saw that, I was like, I need to get myself one of those. So I ended up getting my Jason Witten one of that. The thing, the thing with their color rushes, and, and I, you could say that about a couple different teams, honestly. It's yeah. that like, I feel like they, um, they're, they just pull from the past, which is not a huge It's issue. not a bad thing. It's not like super creative or whatever. And I, it's just like, I would love to see them do something, um, something new. Yeah. So I would be all in for that. Um, I've, I've, here's a question. Who would you say, who would you say is the, probably the most creative of their jerseys in the NFL? Um, it's a good like, question. Over the course of, like, see it like over the course of the past 10 years. There's like 30, I'm running through like 32 teams in my head. It's definitely not, I feel like Pittsburgh has done like weird stuff, but it's pulling from the past too. So it's like. Yeah. Like, it, like so for, for me, it would have to be the Bucks because they went for the whole arena football style football jersey. Then it went back yeah. to the proper traditional, but also before that they had the more like, it's kind of modern with a jersey number style, all that type yeah. of stuff. But so they've went through different, different styles altogether. So for me, like, I just wish we kind of had something like that. Like, and plus, not to kind of throw an idea to Jerry, like I've done that before, making like a Waddles team T-shirt. But um, it's like fans will buy it. Oh That's yeah, the thing. fans will buy it regardless of tradition. Hundred so, percent. Yeah, I just it's. I think another team that I just thought of was like the Rams. They do. Um, yeah. Yeah. 
they yeah, do a they, lot of like gradients and like all sorts of stuff yeah they're, they're very they've become very creative since they've moved to la like before yeah. that it was just very stalemate same color scheme nothing yeah. really changed but now they're kind of mixing up their blues and yellows and stuff like that so yeah so they're, they're quite creative for sure yeah I'm just so used to like my one of my college teams other than you know obviously I'm an LSU fan but I grew up a Husker fan and like they are very much the same way where they don't make a lot of changes and so they did like different pants one year it was like I think they were black and that was crazy <laughs> So and everyone's, everyone's like, the, the, the black pants, the black pants. They don't change anything. And so I'm just, and neither do the Cowboys. So I'm just kind of used to that. And I'm like, I would love to, like, I would love to see them get creative. So yeah, what but do you, if, if you were going to design an alternative helmet, what would it look oh, like? If it was me, it'd be like something like very Star Wars-esque, all black, but with the blue star. Okay. And then what are they, what are they wearing? Black jersey with, black, uh, with blue numbers. <laughs> <laughs> they could really lean into the the death star with that because everyone Absolutely. calls that calls like, the death star yeah so black pants with a bit of blue pinstripe and black socks like all black color alternative that could be fresh yes and and something that like and because i don't know if you might remember years ago like they had like i don't know if this was a proper um legit jersey but you know you get the ser- salute to service jerseys and stuff like that out there there was like an alternative one where every team had a black jersey with with gray numbers i've got the emmett smith one mm-hmm. and as like man that would be a, an amazing jersey that you would actually have the star on the side of your arm yeah and on the other side it would be your jersey number on the other side as well and it looked really nice i'll We'll see if I may actually bring that to da- uh, Dallas with me in December. I'll show you. Yeah. But it's probably still bloody massive for me. It was like a free XL when I bought it. <laughs> Dang. I, I, mean, just I, I, I mean, I like my stuff baggy, to be fair. <laughs> oh, same. I do too. I My jerseys are all huge. And like, I could very well wear like a medium or whatever. I have like XL jerseys. <laughs> That's good to know because I've got something I'm bringing over for you. So oh, that's yeah. good to know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I wear like XL everything, honestly, these days. Um, but I mean, now I'm excited I'm getting a present. So that's exciting. Of course. <laughs> Absolutely. And you might be getting a taco dinner with margaritas if the, if uh, we beat My the bet. Bucks. Yeah, the Bucks game. I'm telling you, I'm, I'm going, but I'm still going by it. Week one, we need to start Brady. Like, I'm yeah. not. I am not accepting a, a loss in AT&T Stadium on opening day for the season. No way. I'm. I'm not so sure I'm going to accept it, but uh, I might have to. I. D- I did find out though that I am going to that game um, with a with a friend of mine who is a Bucks fan. So that'll be uh, that'll be interesting. <laughs> wow. Uh, well. <laughs> and he's a, he's a Tampa Bay fan though. He's not like a Patriots turned. Oh, so he's not a turn. He's so he's not a a turn called glory hunter, right? Fair enough. Like, so he's a proper box fan. Yes. Well, credit to him. Credit to him. So, (laughs) um, yeah, like when I was literally looking online for prices for games and stuff, I I did originally want to go to the home opener game of the year. Yeah. But until I saw the ticket prices, and I'm just like, I was like, hmm. I mean. they weren't so crazy. Oh, the ones like I was in wanting. Tampa. 
like last yeah. year. Yeah, but, but because it's in Dallas. Yeah, it's, it's, it's good. Prices went up. Everyone wants to see Tom Brady. He came back for another year. Like we didn't. Yeah, after I, I, I was just like, geez, oh, like yeah. the, the, cheap, the cheapest one I thought I could probably get was like near enough nine hundred dollars, and that was like oh. up in the far back. Like so, like so, the sections that you sit in, that yeah. they were going, they were going for like nearly like fifteen hundred dollars a ticket. I, I know. That's what I was like. My my tip to uh, anyone going to NFL games is wait till like right before like people are able to sell them like this right now because there's so much hype and like everyone wants football back when it gets closer to that people are gonna be like oh i actually i'm not gonna be in town or oh i can't do this yeah it's like they offload those tickets and they'll take cheaper because i mean they don't have enough time to wait so that's how i always get mine and like that was the thing last year is i kept telling my buddy when we went to the tampa game i was like I don't think we need to buy them right now, whatever. He ended up buying them. They were more, they were like 300 something. Um, my, one of my friends that was with us bought the same day of, uh, as the, like that the game was being played. Yeah. Half price. He, he was sitting in the same section for 150. And I was like, Oh man, you could just don't panic buy, like trust the process. <laughs> Yeah, that seems to be a lot. Like it's just because that just shows you the love for football. People are just wanted like try and grab them, try and grab the tickets when they can, and not. Yeah. But but don't take any of those factors where like, like say for example like the new the Saints game that I went to I bought four tickets for about four hundred dollars. Oh my gosh! Are we we had tickets that we like we bought them months in advance. Well, my buddy bought them months in advance, and I was like, sure, let's do it. Um, the day of, we got better seats for 70 bucks each. I was like, that's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> they were yeah. also bad. So yeah. there's that. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, I, it's a nice stadium in New Orleans, but it's my not. God. It's, no, no, it's, it's not. An, You're being too nice to them. It's not a good I'm, stadium. I'm be, but I will say it's an it's absolute experience it, there. It's a good experience, but they're yeah. like, but they're, I'll tell you what, though, they tell absolute lies when it comes to their noise levels. Absolute lies. We also have to be fair. They were bad. They were. But in, so, criti- in criticism, they're good, to- they could be a little louder. Yeah. And in- criticism to their stadium, though, it's a crystal maze to get to your seat. Oh, the concourses are too small. It's packed in there. It's the food's bad. The press box is all the way at the very top. And it's like, like, a million degrees below zero it's it's not a good stadium don't let people tell you that the experience there is fun yeah yeah i think that's what i was trying to make can i get it looks pretty it looks pretty from the outside it looks like some of an independent state to be fair <laughs> yeah but, I, I i look forward to seeing what uh caesars does to uh renovate it a little bit after they acquired mm, it but we'll see yeah but in fairness though Kansas was fantastic. I love that. Like their stadium was oh, pretty awesome. Yeah, they did it right. And in, in so long ago, like it's an old stadium, but they like they. Uh, yeah, there. never, never moved. Like, I, like I'm saying, used to know. Like if there's any Kansas fans there, I should do listens to this. Don't ever tell your team to move stadium. You've got a fantastic stadium. The only Growing- problem is cold, but like they've seemed to have figured it out. Yeah, they're all used to it. Who knows. <laughs> Yeah, it would probably be the same for like for Green Bay and stuff like that as well, like with yeah. Lambo and that. On saying that, are you managed to get a year? Are you still planning going to Green Bay? I am still planning on it. 
And I probably won't buy my ticket until right before the game. <laughs> <laughs> Unless someone wants to gift me one. You know, I'm always accepting offers. <laughs> you hear that, folks? Yes. Hit makeup. <laughs> me and Kelsey, we're a package deal. Um, all right. So that's kind of all I had for us today. And, um, you know, we had a, the miniest of mini camps and that's over. We just kind of are awaiting training yeah. camp. Yeah, it was um, not really enough to kind of really talk about in terms of football-wise, but <laughs> just but, drama. But, yeah, yeah, but not long to go till actual training camp, though. So exciting times ahead, folks! Exciting times. Yes, and if anything happens, you can always check uh, all the social media channels. I am at Meg Murray with four R's on Twitter and Instagram. How can the people find you, Paul? Uh, you can find me at I am Pistu at uh, Instagram and Twitter. Perfect. And uh, you can catch all the happenings around the Dallas Cowboys every day on the Blogging the Boys Network, wherever you listen to podcasts. We also have lots of content for you on bloggingtheboys.com. So be sure to check us out there. And uh, we'll see you guys next week. See you later, guys. Have a good one. Go Cowboys. <laughs>